Hello, and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special, because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors, and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, hurt, and good vibes. So now, it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast, where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. Hello and welcome to episode number 331 of the Trail Manners Podcast. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trail Manners. And don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate us on iTunes. Trail Manners would really appreciate any donation via our website at trailmanners.com. And please remember to share us with your friends. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Trail Manners podcast. We're back with another Runcation episode. Launch date, 2-2-7-2-4. So that is February 27th, 2024. And where's this Runcation? It is in Grand Junction, Colorado. We just got back from a beautiful, beautiful President's Day weekend in Grand Junction. Wow, it was uh, pretty spectacular. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start us off first the beer of the week. Now the beer of the week is a jumbo mamba jamba big one. So when we were down in Grand Junction, we went to Ramble Bine, that's Ramble Bine, B-I-N-E, all one word, brewing company in Grand Junction. And uh, as I like to do when I go out of town is I ordered a little flight of the different IPAs and oh my gosh, this one immediately jumped to a top five for me, immediately. Um, It's the Habitual Sin IPA. Um, I actually brought home a growler, a can growler. It's got to be 106 ounces or so. It's a ginormous. I usually feel like a giant because I have big old hands, but this thing makes me look tiny. And I'm going to crack it for you right here so you can hear it. This is a. This was from the tap in the growler, and that hurt my finger. Here we go. Here's the crack. Okay. So that crack is exactly like the taste. It's just crisp, super crisp beer. Um, like I said, top five. If you are near Ramblebine or you ever see this stuff, if it's ever on a shelf, Habitual Sin is the real deal. Top five. Once we get into the top five, if you know, I don't really go one, two, three, four, five because it's really hard. It's mood based, but you know, there's a bunch up there, and we'll have a show talking about that. But anyway, that's the beer of the week. Ramblebine, Habitual Sin, 7%. It's an IPA, West Coast style, I might add. So well played. West Coast. So now I'll bring on my guest. My lovely, talented, beautiful wife. Sarah Manning is with me. Hi, Sarah. Hi, that was quite the introduction. You like that? Thank you. Yeah. So this is one of those episodes that um, I talked about early on. We're going to start doing them. They're just runcations. So where we like to go 
um, or where we go and kind of talk about that trip. Um, and we're always looking for recommendations out there in the run world. We like to combine running, breweries, dog-friendly running, and some uh, some decent chow, right? And friends, if we can. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, like, when she says friends, um, we're talking about uh, we had the pleasure um, of running with Matt Ozanic. And Matt's been a fan or a friend of the show for as long as we can remember um, since I don't know, probably 2015. Um, he was an OG original um, from Grand Junction. Him and Chris Pack at the time. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting both of them the first time at the Bear 100 one year when um, Matt was running. Chris brought me beer. Um, it was crazy. Um, but we had the pleasure of going down, and um, we thought Chris was just, or Matt, Matt was just going to give us routes, right? We and weren't then, really sure if he'd be with us for all three days, which was really awesome. Yeah. And he was. And he was. And he, it was wonderful. He literally took all that time. And we're going to kind of go over that and, you know, Grand Junction. But I guess first all, um, first off is the why, right? Like we talk about why do we go to certain places? So why Grand Junction? When your eyes, why did we go to Grand Junction? Um, I went a year and a half or so ago, maybe two years. I can't remember. But it was super cold. Their trail system is amazing. And we like to go to Moab and... Um, we were just looking for something different and the weather there worked out. It's about the same distance. Got to our shorts and sleeveless shirts. So just a beautiful place. It's a it's beautiful. It's a hidden gym. So and, and I've driven through Grand Junction a lot, especially when I'm headed, you know, it, when I've gone down to like Hard Rock and the San Juans, you kind of go through Grand Junction. Um, the weather is one, right? We wanted to get out of the Utah weather, find some dirt. More and, than we have. And warmer temperatures. And a little warmer temperatures. Um, obviously, trails. Right. You know, there's an abundance of trails down there. I mean, I don't, I would like to think we might have hit up a couple of those of the three with all trails, right? right. If it wasn't for Matt, but the fact that Matt was there. We got uh, to see the just extra. A bonus, the extra, and we'll talk yeah. about that. Location, the distance, um, drive time. Again, dog friendly. Yep. Drive time was what? Um, what, five-ish hours? Maybe five hours. And only half a tank of gas. So my wife had just picked up a new ride. She used to drive an older Jeep. And uh, Jeep, what year was your Jeep? 2010. 2010. She just picked up a 2024 Subaru Wilderness Crosstrek, loaded to the gills, drove down there, half a tank. Now, if we'd have taken the Jeep down, we'd have done what? Three stops. Three stops minimum. And we literally didn't stop the whole way down. So location, distance, that's one. Um, and like Sarah mentioned, she was there. And I think just that bonus thing, like Sarah mentioned again, is just friends. Like Matt was there, right? So yeah. I've been teasing Matt and even Chris when he lived there that I was going to come down and run. I've been teasing him, I don't know, for like 72 years and uh, finally made the trek down. And oh, my goodness, what a remarkable place to go run. We had everything we were looking for, right? Like what we just talked about. Um, like we usually go to Moab. Moab takes us four to four and a half hours. So it's not much further than Moab, but it's definitely not as crowded. I think to me, I've run a lot of the Moab trails. This to me was had a lot more stuff to it, right? Not just, you know, what we're used to. In, I mean, it was everything. I feel... Also, like, I love going to Moab and, and St. George, too, but I feel like I have to work harder to plan a route that's more than five it, to seven miles. Yeah. And we could 
you could go forever here without oh, having yeah. to think too much about it. Yeah, that's nice. I'm yeah. not thinking. Yeah, I like to not think when I'm on vacation. <laughs> I like to not think all the time, really. <laughs> it's getting more and more. And, I mean, so many highlights to this trip. But I think one of the highlights was Chateau Ramada. <laughs> we stayed it was at the very swanky. swanky hotel off the exit. It was a Ramada. It had some pretty solid reviews, but I didn't look close enough, and the reviews came from 1964. <laughs> so that kind of put me in the back burner. Um, it was adequate. It was fine, and they had good breakfast. Yeah, they had some options. They had decent for what we needed, yeah. But, I mean, this time of year, yeah. it's not like, the peak season so we got like a place very for like affordable. 50 bucks a night <laughs> and then they tack on and the, dog the dog tax extra but, but it was pretty solid um, we had a sweet sliding glass door with a uh, <laughs> sticker of a palm tree on it which goes hand in hand with grand junction i'm assuming um did it keep the dog from running into it though <laughs> no the dog <laughs> did run right in just like you see on instagrams and the tiktoks he ran right into the door I'm not sure what happened there um, but, uh, yeah, Chateau Ramada probably won't stay there next time we go. Probably not. Um, but again, um, when, I think that's the other thing we talk about these runcations where you're staying when you read reviews, just make sure you look at the dates, <laughs> you know, um, I didn't realize it was 1960 something that I was reading these really cool dates. It was clean though. It was pretty clean. Yeah. It could yeah. You're really sexing I'm this place I'm up. I'm trying not to <laughs> talk bad about anyone or <laughs> think. It was a chateau we named it. <laughs> um, but we did that. Um, it was it was fantastic and you know the the food was on point. Um, some solid subways down there. You know my, me. I just my <laughs> wife's a subway holic. We're trying to get I sponsored. Like huh? I like vegetables. And they load you they the vegetables. Um, but you know, Matt and his uh, wonderful wife, Shar came out. Um, what was it? Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And we went to Ramblebine and that was super dog friendly. Cool Such a place. great atmosphere, um, to go. And we really enjoyed that. Yeah. It was fun to get to meet her. And then it's also fun to go to places Obviously, we try to take Barrett, but to see so many other people with their dogs there, yeah. it's just really cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the routes now. Yeah. I think that's important. And again, we only hit three. Um, and if you ask me, are Not these... Not only. They were three solid routes. No, but I'm just saying of all the of routes all there, okay. I mean, we ran... So basically, it was we were there. We ran Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Monday morning, came home. We yeah. got there Friday night. So we literally ran every day. Um, didn't take any naps. We watched a show. <laughs> we'll talk about maybe... Oh, yeah. Um, and that was not very good. It was really good. It was good, but it wasn't fun. <laughs> uh, but so let's talk about our first route. So uh, Saturday morning, mm -hmm. um, we we met up with Matt um, at the local dinosaur museum, um, which was fun because I knew he drove a Tacoma. And of all damn things, we pull into the parking lot. <laughs> and there's a Tacoma sitting there, and I'm like, that doesn't look like his from the pictures. But let's. We the guy's pulled right up next the, to we it. We pulled up right next to him. I got out of the car, looked up, I'm like. That's Grizzly Adams. That's that's <laughs> that is not Matt. I saw him. He's wanted somewhere. <laughs> so we waited. Uh, Matt showed up. We drove to the trailhead. We did uh, rattlesnake arches. Um, this is, it, I don't know if you've been if you haven't been to Grand Junction and only driven through the stuff we saw. I would have never thought we would see just as you're driving on the freeway. Right? You look around. You're like, yeah. okay, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, kind of yeah. deserty, high, high mountain desert. Right. right? Um, but yeah, so rattlesnake arches. So this one, this route we did, um, it was 14 miles for us mm -hmm. and about 3000 feet of climb overall. Right. Um, but we saw some incredible things. Right. The trails were gorgeous. The trails were gorgeous. The weather was perfect. Once we got what, well, we didn't really see that many people because we started earlier 
Um, but we didn't really see anyone that whole time we were out there. That's what I was about ready to mention. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So quiet. Super. And I kept bringing that up and it's like, it's so quiet here, except yeah. for the guy telling me how quiet it is. And my dog wearing the bell. <laughs> yeah. Santa, Santa <laughs> bell. Um, but we saw, um, window arch. Yeah. He took us off on a little mm, side trail, if you will, that yeah. nobody, we would not have known as no. there. It was, yeah, that was really cool. So we went to, to uh, window arch, checked that out. Decided neither one of us were built to climb through it. Yeah, I'm built more like a Tonka truck. <laughs> I could have driven through. I could have no. like knocked it over, probably. No. Um, and then we kind of went around the corner, and it just changed landscape again. Yeah, there were multiple arches. And I felt like, well, in the kind of like, what do we call them? Like uh, amphitheater-looking yeah, things? Yep. Yeah. Um, and the arches just kept flowing, kind of like you would picture a rattlesnake in a cartoon's back being up and down. Well, and I thought it was pretty funny. So like I mentioned before, Matt has been um, a listener um, and a huge supporter of the Trail Manners podcast for as long as I can remember. And he's like, tell my wife, he goes, yeah, I used to send in a lot of woody footies early on from this area. But every time I'd send it in, Eric and Joel would be like, oh, you're definitely not winning. Anything with a rattlesnake in the name doesn't win. And I actually remembered that. Yeah. Um, yeah. which was pretty funny. So we had a good good laugh out of that. I did think it was interesting too. I, I always worry about, well, kind of worry, I guess, about the snakes. And so it was just interesting that he said that they have rattlesnakes, but they're green and skittish there, or I think that's what he said. Um, and they don't really bother you. But if you go other places, they're like aggressive. So apparently Grand Jun Junction rattlesnakes are friendly. Just, just cuddly. They go to Ramblebine <laughs> on the weekends. That's why, that's why they're cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't recommend cuddling. This is Probably a PSA. Not. Yeah. But not cuddling, not recommended. He said they are few and far between there. He doesn't see them often, which is kind of cool. Makes me happy. Same right, as people. Right. We yeah. didn't see anybody, really. No. Nope. Um, but yeah, then we kind of like we ran on the corner and it was super super amazing we actually got to go through one of the arches um before we kind of made the loop back it was just a big loop yeah it was super cool because if we had done it right we probably would have just looked up and been like wow that's really cool yeah. and then continued on the trail around but we didn't know that you could go through it and when we got there matt was like do you guys want to go up and through it and we're like, we were like yeah let's do it let's do let's this let's go so oh yeah. yeah then we had some interesting moments as we <laughs> um were getting up and I will say this because I'm comfortable with who I am and it didn't happen, but we were trying to go up this arch and there, Matt went up first um, and then Sarah went up and we had Barrett with us, the, the four-legged um, crash friend here. German short hair pointer though. He's yeah. very... Oh, he's a trail runner times a billion. He's much more adequate than any of us were. And so it was his turn to go up this little thing like, yeah, we'll probably have to lift him a little bit because he wouldn't was be able to climb this section, jump. but he was parkouring up these things like we couldn't believe. Matt was pretty surprised. Um, so anyway, so I'm behind and I'm getting ready to push Barrett up and I felt uncomfortable for a minute. And when I got him up there, apparently I turned to look at my thumb and it was a very long pause. It was a long pause with a funny, I thought I checked his oil. Um, it freaked me right out. I didn't, we came to find out. Um, but just for a moment, it was kind of the, the laugh of the trip for a while. I still laugh <laughs> because I really thought something bad took place you guys were really close for a minute <laughs> yeah so anyway uh anyway it was pretty funny <laughs> but then we got up to the top of the arch and there's like we go around we could get on the arch we got our photo and then the trail takes off from there so yeah, it's a legit it was thing but we would have probably not known about it nope and then the trail itself like i said there's three thousand feet of climbing so you actually a lot of the climbing was on the front end um and on the way back there was some climbing too because you went down into some canyon ish mm -hmm. looking things some dry river beds 
but the trails were all dirt. Yeah. I mean, we didn't run into ice. We didn't run into snow and we were in t-shirts. Yeah. Um, I, uh, if it would have been Tuesday, I would have been tube top Tuesday. It was, I mean, it we was shut our lighters within weather. the first half mile. It was pretty nice. It was wonderful. Yeah. So that was the first day. Um, did you take anything else away from that, that mm. route? If you go there, do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, it's about 14 miles. I'm sure it varies depending on things, um, but you'll be in that neck of the woods and it's about 3000 feet of climb overall. Mm. So actually pretty good little. And it's a whole connected trail system there. So I don't think from what I saw, you can't really go wrong in that area. Even if you didn't want to do that whole 14, you could just make something else up right there. Yeah. It's well marked. Yeah. And that was Saturday. Yeah. And then that's the after, late afternoon. We went and uh, met them at Ramblebine with, with Matt and Char and had a great evening. And then the next morning, um, we decided we were going to go. Matt decided that we were totally on board. And Sarah had done a little bit of this. We went and did Little and Big Dominguez. Um, and that morning, we met at Matt's house. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, he's like, just come. We'll drive together. It's about a 30-minute yeah. drive. We're like, cool, let's do it. We pull up to Matt's house, we park the car, we get out, and the first thing Matt says, like, hey, I got something for Barrett, <laughs> a whole piece of cheese. Like, this dog was spoiled times 10. Yeah, he's being reluctant to eat his dog food since he's been home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has it. So we, we drove out um, to do Little and Big Dominguez, and so we decided that, you know, when you go on a trip, when you go on a, a weekend runs and things like that, you always have like, oh, what's your favorite part of the weekend? And we decided that we can't do that on this one. It's almost like, what was your favorite part of that day? Yeah. Right. So it's almost like three different bucket things. Um, And then there's multiple parts of each day too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we did, we we went and uh, started off doing little Dominguez. Um, We did a side trail to uh, Rambo's cabin, Mm -hmm. uh, which again, who knows if we'd have known anything about this. Um, So we went up little Dominguez and before we even got a couple miles in, uh, my wife looks up on the hillside and says, Hey, is that a sheep? And we saw bighorn sheep. Bighorn sheep hanging out. Just one. Just hanging out, chilling, just walking. So that was a big highlight. Bighorn sheep in the wild is pretty fun for us, you know, especially where we live. We don't see a lot of those. Not often. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we went to this cabin. And to me, that cabin was unbelievable. It was built in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sheep herder lived there for 70 years. 70 years. No electricity, no running water. And the location of this place was off the charts. It was by a big, huge rock, and then the cabin, and then a tree. The cabin was open, and probably to my amazement, which is sad, but my favorite part was there was so many tools and things still in the cabin. There's a rocking chair. There was an old stove, wood-burning stove. Kerosene lamp. Yeah, it's all kinds of cool things. And then to top it off, in a plastic sleeve, there was a photo of this individual that lived there, Mm -hmm. and then two pages of the quick little history. Um, We took pictures of it. I didn't read read it, but... um, remarkable just tools lined up out the uh, on the side no one's yeah. taking this stuff there's farm some equipment. old farm equipment still in the field wagon wheels yeah it, i it, agree the fact that that was still there after 30 well gosh no 50 years my mouth is bad right now apparently after probably, 50 years nobody's messed with any of that yeah it's it's unbelievable um so that was really fun so we checked that out then we turned around went back the way we came a little bit and then headed up uh, big dominguez mm-hmm. canyon which um, according to Matt, went much further than we went. Um, we only went up, like I said, this was a 12-mile day, but he's like, yeah, it goes up here, and you can do this and this, and it goes to this other place. Um, but again, I'm still ramping up, so my legs weren't going to take me too much further. Matt and Sarah probably could have kept going. 
Um, but we did uh, get to a really cool rock that had a lot of petroglyphs on yeah. it. And there were several other, I mean, it was a whole area of petroglyphs, mm-hmm. but that one was the main one. And you followed this trail and there was a creek that ran alongside mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah. And it had pools in it, little waterfalls. Black granite black, waterfalls. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Just the stuff you get to see. Um, and I interpreted the petroglyph for Sarah and Matt. Um, they weren't sure the story behind what was going on. I still on. think your bear is a wolf, but it's that's still, fine. I that's actually fine. Googled it. That's how they drew mm-hmm. them. They don't yeah. have wolves in okay. that area, so it was a bear. Okay. So I'll let anyway. you win that one. Well, I mean, it was my story. <laughs> actually, it was theirs. I just interpreted, just interpreted it. it. And it was pretty good. So I posted that on the social medias, and uh, that was pretty fun. But um, what a gorgeous route. And that one, yeah. um, again, 12 miles, 1,200 feet of vert. And then so when we turned around, it was basically all downhill. Yeah, and it's, it's so gradual. It didn't really feel like we were doing much. It's, it's more of a gr- – well, they didn't feel like they were doing much. <laughs> um, I felt like I was doing an awful lot. Um, I think my watch read – 2,500 feet and yours read 1,200. I think oh. I, I felt like I went up a lot higher. You're than just you an guys. overachiever some days. I'm an oversweater <laughs> is what I am. Uh, but that was super fun. Oh my gosh. Well, even like the part, like when you start, so it's an out and back. And so you get to go over that cool, like there's a cool bridge. Cause you're, what river was that? The Colorado or the green? I can't. It wasn't either one of those. Oh, okay. It was remember. a big river. Yeah. It had um, a lot of water in it. It had a lot of water. I can't remember off the top of my head. But though. you're like running in a canyon next to this river and you get to cross a really cool old bridge. Yeah. It was just, it was really pretty. It was super fun. So that was uh, Saturday. Right. Day two. Am I missing anything on that one? Not on the run, days. but We're, we did go hang out at downtown. Yeah. We went downtown, walked through a bunch of shops. That was a lot of fun. So dog friendly in Grand Junction. Everywhere all the stores. you go. Super friendly. Every, the, she'd walk in with a dog. Everybody, can I pet your dog? Can I pet your I'm like, no one's asked to pet <laughs> me yet. Why does a dog get all the love? I like to be pet. I'm a snuggle bunny. So uh, yeah. What a great town. Yeah. Though. It really is. Super cute. Um, they have great cottage cheese too at oh, Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> We've got cottage well, cheese from Lucerne Safeway. Lucerne Brown. Lucerne. Yeah. yeah. So we like Lucerne. Su- super good. So that was Saturday. Yeah. Um, we did go to another brewery that night. Different vibe. Yeah. They were out of most of their IPAs. So we uh, went back to Ramblebine. Well, Eric dreamed about habitual sin. Oh, my gosh. All night. He said. So we figured, you know, why, while in Grand Junction. It's so good. I'm drinking some right now, <laughs> and it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back now, um, as I mentioned, from... We didn't have time when we were down there. Uh, just the layout of Chateau Ramada didn't have a great layout <laughs> to set up the podcast gear, so we waited till we got back um, to do it. So that was that was uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. um, day two, and then day three, mm-hmm. um, we got a late checkout, um, got up a little early, and we did Devil's Canyon Loop. And this this loop is where we saw more people than I mean the first two days we yeah. basically saw nobody the second day we saw a few people mm-hmm. there's some runners we saw there's a couple uh, individuals hiking mm-hmm. but I think that was about it we yeah. only saw like five or six people on day two and this is the same area um just a little what southwest probably of rattlesnake arches they've yeah. got several trailheads and this was one of the first ones when you're pulling into that system. Yeah, this is on your way to like you ray and tell you ride that yeah. that road there. But then day three, we went to Devil's Canyon Loop, which was back over toward the trailhead of where we went to Rattlesnake Arches. Yeah. Um, and this one was kind of a shorter day, kind of a shakeout. We had to get back on the road. So it was seven miles uh, and a thousand feet of climb. Um, I struggled mightily. Rollers. There lots was just of lots of rollers. And I was so pretty, pretty. C- pretty cooked. I had a lot of ramble bind run through me too. Um <laughs> 
But it's, I would I want to go back. I could do all three again, but I yeah. really want to go back and do that um, Devil's Canyon loop just because I yeah. loved it. It was like just a bunch of rollers. Yeah. We got to go to another cabin fun. on that one. That one. What was the name of that one, Sarah? You so, can say it. <laughs> Matt's wife named it. What was it? Stabbing Cabin? What do you mean? What is it? She named it the Stabbing Cabin. I love that. I thought it was funny. Um, we got some photos in there, but another cabin just literally yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Um, not didn't have the stuff in it like the first one like Rambo's cabin and maybe didn't have the history behind it either but it was just a cool little spot well I feel like this is the one you've been sharing all your fun photos from right <laughs> I have shared some from that yeah, yeah um yeah. for sure but that uh that was fun and then yeah. you know wrapped that up and uh, went back to the chateau and cleaned <laughs> up and hit the road yeah and uh home per- by five pretty easy pretty easy place to go so Overall, I'm, I'm just saying, if you have an opportunity to go run down there, um, holy cow. Like, I, personally, where we live and trying to get out of our elements in the winter, and a lot of historically, you know, have gone and we've gone to St. George and Moab. Again, pro- proximity, distance, heading south, south a bit to get out of this weather and maybe get on dirt. Fewer people. Fewer people. Um, but I would definitely uh, not go back to either one of those locations if Jack uh, Grand Junction had weather right Agreed. yeah um, just Agreed. just i think it's kind of maybe right now maybe one of our favorite spots to go and do some adventure yeah i'm kind of off yeah. the off the beaten path a bit i know when i went before too if because we've gotten into mountain biking ish we're not mountain bikers we're more runners but we do like to get on our bikes um they've also got some amazing mountain mm-hmm. bike systems there well, too fruta, fruta is its neighbor yeah. yep fruit is known yeah. for it and even the trails we went on uh, Rattlesnake Arches, no bikes allowed. No bikes allowed. But there's other trails. Horses that, are. Yeah, but there's other trails that it's a bike bike trails. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really cool how they yeah. they do have that dialed in pretty well. Yeah. And Matt's like, yeah, there's usually not problems. You yeah. Know? Like people self police, but they don't really have to. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. So that's our that was our runcation. What else am I missing from that? Anything else besides well, paint peeling in the ceiling on the shower? <laughs> oh yeah, our, oh, our show we watched. So. Sarah talked me into watching. Uh, she doesn't watch shows on I've, any level. I've watched it's two junk movies. TV. Two movies. Yeah, I like garbage TV, but I've only watched two movies in the last like how many years? Probably seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this was uh, Society of the Snow, yes. and it's on the Netflix. Yeah, it's an award winner. And we chilled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's an award winning show. It is three hours long. <laughs> two <laughs> and nights it's for subtitled. Us. No, it's, oh, well, we you turned can, that off. Yeah, it's like the old um, karate movies it's where not the as bad mouths as that. move, but <laughs> they're not saying it. So it's in probably, where are they from? Uruguay? Uruguay, yeah. So they're speaking their native tongue. Yeah. And then they've got it where it's English Voiced coming over. out. So um, it was kind of hokey that way. I to don't me. really think it was too bad. I, those are always it that much way. Worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It didn't bother me. Um, but it's, uh, if you haven't seen it, um, read it about it first. Like read the trail, watch the trailer or something. Um, it's just about the Uruguayan rugby team that was flying over the Andes and the plane crashed. It In was, winter, it was two and a half, three hours of eating people, and, and uh, <laughs> it wasn't graphic though. It wasn't at all, but it looked like chicken. Some nuggets. people didn't eat the people. Yeah, for a did, while, and they died. And they died. Um, but anyway, it's not a bad show. No, I mean, it's one of those good. things where we're kind of in our head going, oh, I would have done this. I would, And I'm thinking, okay, this was like, what, 1970-ish? Yeah. I probably um, would not have watched it except a couple of girls I run with have been telling me how amazing it is. Well, I'm to tell them to watch uh, I'd tell you to watch other shows and I'll pay them. I'll say, hey, tell Sarah <laughs> to watch this show so I can watch it with her. 
Um, but it's not it's not a for me it wasn't bad. I wasn't sure if I was going to watch the whole thing. Obviously, we broke it up into two nights, sitting on the uh, king size bed at Chateau Ramada. Um, I feel like you need to roll your R. It's about a Ramada. Yeah, that was pretty not bad. Yeah, that's good. I'm a good roller. Um, yeah, it's not. It's it wasn't bad, right? I know some people probably really like it. Some people probably don't like it at all. I thought <laughs> it was really good. The only thing that bothered me is now you're like, I don't want to fly. Oh yeah, no, I'm not flying over mountains in the winter. Although if I do, I'm actually my my bag that's my carry on. I'm going to strategically place certain things in there in case that were to happen. Then I will make sure I have more things with me. Well, the good news for you is most of the flights we go on aren't from like a post-World War II airplane. <laughs> so that's going to be beneficial. It's helpful, it's helpful um, but nothing's guaranteed. <laughs> well, yeah, Wiz. I'm not going to fly in an old plane across anything. <laughs> so it's pretty, I'll guarantee it right here okay. on this show. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, it does make you think like when you're on your road, like, man, what would I have done? I now I'm just, thinking about flying to Hawaii, though. What we need for if we crash in the ocean. Well, we're just going <sighs> to, you would die there. Oh. I mean... Really? That's oh yeah, man. It's like hitting concrete. Yeah, we're not. That's a different okay. show. Okay. We'll talk about <laughs> society that. Society of the water. <laughs> yes, yeah, society. Of the, society of the Aquaman. Um, but yeah, uh, Grand Junction can't give it enough. Out of out of places, yeah. it's just super super good to go. But we're always looking for new places to go. We like proximity most of the time, but we're not afraid to travel. Especially now, she's got a car that can drive forever. Yeah. I've got my Outback, but you know, obviously, she does get better gas mileage, and it's it's newer, so we'll drive that. Um, we're always looking for fun places to go for weekend running. Um, just some great runcations. So if you have some, shoot them our way. We'd love to hear about them. And if we come to that area, maybe if you live there, maybe we'll hit you up for some guided tours because Matt uh, set the bar pretty high, though. So um, anyway, that was our weekend. Yeah. We got some great pictures with the Woody Footy flag mm-hmm. um, on the arch, which was fun. Um, but yeah, anything else to add about that vacation, run vacation? Can't wait to go back. I can't either. I always, you know, even this weekend when I was running back here, I'm like, gosh, dang it. You know, I oh, I do I love it here back. though too. Oh, I do yeah. too, but we don't have as much open trail right now either. Still a lot of snow and ice, even though the temperature is pretty good. So yeah. anyway, so let's get into the next phase of the show. So this isn't as, um, again, we have a guest on the show and we have some Ask Trail Manners questions. So you're going to be part of these. You don't know what they are. No. I barely know what they are. But, you know, every week we post on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a question, Ask Trail Manners, post it there, email us. We'll answer on the podcast. And today we have four. Uh, one, two, three, four. And they come from all over the place, which is kind of fun. Well, maybe a couple from California. i got Utah. Uh, let's start with the first one. This is from Heidi Waddups. Question from Heidi. Heidi. She's been on the show, and she actually just ran Rufa running up for air, set the course record. Um, in 24 hours, uh, she summited Malin's Peak 13 times. 13 times, 78 miles, 32,500 feet of climbing yeah. in less than 24 hours. Unbelievable. She so is an animal. Huge shout out oh. to Heidi. Um, it's pretty remarkable, to be honest with you. Um, but her question is if you had to choose a beer that's not an IPA oh. or double IPA, <laughs> what question, would you pick? Heidi. And I'm thinking to myself, man, that's a tough oh, one. That's a tough one. Because I do play a lot in the IPA world. Yeah. But I think about the only other thing I truly have um, is when summer hits. I kind of play around a little bit mm-hmm. with uh, El Loco. Um, it's oh, a yeah. uh, lime and salt beer. It's like a like a Mexican lager. Yeah. It's super good in the summertime. Also, um, <laughs> when it's really hot, I buy some Coronitas. 
<laughs> some baby Coronas and act like a giant because yeah. they're so small in my hand, which is totally different than the can I've got in front of me today. Um, but yeah, I think a, a good Mexican lager in when it's hot um, with some lime and, and salt, I think is probably the only beers I really have other than IPAs. Yeah. I can't think of the last time I had a non-IPA beer on purpose. Yeah. Um, and I th- I'd say a good Mexican lager when it's hot. I couldn't have one in the summer. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. What about you? Um, you, you know, as much these? as I love the the double IPAs and the IPAs, I I do like, even though it's not often, I really like a dark stout, not super chocolatey in the like cold winter. I think those are yummy. Something heavier. Yeah. Um, I do like red ales. I just, I don't have them as often, but I do really like red ale. Yeah. And then I'm a sucker for a good sour also. But one. Just, yeah. It's, yeah. You just can't one. have more than one sour. No, no. But yeah, I, I do like, and I agree with you. Hot weather um, or Mexican food restaurant, uh, a Mexican lager is always a good a one. A bucket of Coronas, please. It's, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Heidi, thanks for the question. That's a That's good, a one, good Heidi. one, You kind of got, got me off my game. The next one, this is a good one, and I'd like um, some listeners to chime in on this one, too, for Jeff. Jeff says, how best to keep knees from hurting after a five or six miles run? It's difficult for me to enter trail races because of this. Now, I'm not a doctor, and this is a tricky one because there's so many variables. And I've kind of asked a few people this question because we've had this one for a couple weeks. Um, A lot of it just depends on you. I think in what's go, what you know what you're, what's going on with your knees, right? Yeah. Is it something where there's not a lot of cartilage anymore, um, so it's, it gets to be bone on bone? Um, I'll tell you the one thing I've done because I uh, grew up soccer my whole life. My knees apparently are going to fall apart someday, but I try to run a lot. Um, I take like the glucosamine chondroitin supplements. I take Halo right now from First Endurance. It's not cheap. Um, you got to give plasma to get it. It feels like, but, um, it's helped my joints a ton. I know that helps a lot. I think, you know, again, for me, it is repetition to get on them. Um, there is, there are, excuse me, um, some like, uh, strengthening muscles around the knee. Um, I did talk to somebody very good in this field and that's a big thing is if you can, there's some specific muscles around the knees that if you strengthen help with that type of thing, but realistically, it's almost like, what's going on with the knee i mean if, if if it's a bad like bone on bone without cartilage there's not a whole lot you can do as um, far as that goes um, so i'd almost recommend saying hey maybe get get them looked at or or talk to somebody um, and if you do i've always recommended for as long as i can think of because it's helped me so much just talk to a, if you can talk to a doctor with a uh, a background in endurance sports and that doesn't mean like 100 milers or anything but people that are active because i know when i had an achilles problem I went around to different um, physicians, and they were like, "Oh, you need a, you need surgery, you need, you know, cortisone shots, you need this, that." And I didn't want to. I finally found a doctor that was a runner, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, let's just do this and this." And two weeks later, I was fine. So I think that's a good one. So that's a tough one. Do you have any recommendations? I think your things are long term and definitely important to like figure out why why it's happening, and then like the conjoint and stuff. That's a long term. Um, I think short term band aid, but it makes you feel better that like magic stuff or like some of the icy hot balms, magic stuff, magic stuff, that stuff that I, Oh, it's like yeah. a, it's like a, it's, it's like, like a icy, icy hot, hot, but it's just all thing. natural. Yeah. But I think those for achy stuff, 
it helps. That feels so good. Yeah. Um, I've done even on my knees before you get the patches that are like for your back. So they're big mm-hmm. and you just stick that on there and wrap it around your knee. It feels really good. So yeah. but it's a band aid, yeah. but it does feel better. Yeah. But I think finding that root if you can is important. Right? Obviously. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great question, Jeff. And I, like I said, I'm no medical doctor. I don't have that background, but I did ask a few people in that realm, not necessarily physicians, but people in the, the physio world um, about that. And that was some of the things they mentioned, but again, ultimately like, yeah, it might be, we're seeing somebody and then if it's after you know five or six miles i mean and you mentioned it's hard to enter trail races i don't know maybe if there's shorter distance trail races you know maybe um, to do that if that's something you want to do but it's a great question though but again if anybody's listening wants to chime in maybe has some help from advice for jeff uh, please go ahead and do so or shoot it my way also shoes it might be just shoes yeah could be a shoe thing yeah yeah there's a lot of, there's a lot that's why i say there's just yeah. a lot of variables i'm struggling with some stuff right now it's driving me nuts i got hip like driving me crazy a lot of pain everything else but then it'll go away so and i I, same thing i probably should see somebody if i really want to get to the bottom of it all right next up gabriel from california listener all right here we go so are you starting to ramp up running volume i know how that feels i've been injured so riding the trainer four to five times a week for eight or nine hours is rough now, first of all, kudos to you if that's you're a long going time. On, nice job on a, on the trainer for that many hours. That's mentally, pretty, yeah, mentally, I would struggle with it. Um, am I starting to ramp up? Yes, um, that was kind of the, one of the keys to last weekend's three days of running. You know, uh, 14, 12, 7 with some vert was to kind of start that way. This week um, with some work things um, didn't go how I according. But, yeah, I'm starting to ramp up. Got Gorge Waterfall in April um, that I'm really looking forward to. It's a 50K um, and then other things through the year. And for me, it is difficult sometimes to ramp up in the winter just because, the like I've mentioned, we just have so much snow and ice on the trails. And that kind of throws my body out of whack. So I stay on the dirt. And right now our best dirt loop is short. And so it's like doing a continuous loop. So last weekend was a big, oh, what do you call that? Um, Boost. It was a big mental, it helped me mentally, right? It's like, okay, I didn't feel too bad any of the days, like too worked. I think by the end of the weekend, I was a little cooked. Um, But yeah, definitely starting to ramp up. And being injured, I hope you heal quickly. Um, Because riding the trainer for four to five times a week for eight or nine hours, that just my undercarriage hurts talking about it really i mean i'm sitting on a wooden stool right now and i'm feeling it i so. can't even run three miles on a treadmill without <laughs> having to get off and walk around or I something know. so that's pretty yeah. awesome that you're able it's to amazing. do that but a good question a good part of that question though is i just went and got my gravel bike tuned up a couple of days ago and uh, so i'll start riding that again and that absolutely has helped a lot with my knees my hips um some mobility um so i enjoy riding my my gravel bike quite a bit even though it's not like full like real crushing it gravel on my gravel bike is there some paved stuff but that always feels good for some cross training and loosening last question from missy jackson from california um first of all uh seeing what your husband's done the last couple weeks pretty crazy uh so kudos to him that's pretty awesome um your question missy is something i don't even feel good about answering because it's and i'll tell you here's the question so you'll understand why if one were to travel to Utah, what top two trails said person shouldn't miss out on? Oh. So she said Utah, two top two trails. And I'm thinking to myself. Fairyland. I'm thinking, okay, this is exactly like asking the question. 
which of your daughters is your favorite? Because I have two. Fairyland. Fairyland daughter. Fairyland, yeah. Well, so like that's a tough question. Which one of my daughters is my favorite? Well, that's an easy answer. My favorite you daughter. You have two daughters. Is... She asked for two. You have two daughters. Oh, Sarah interrupted me, so Sorry. I couldn't. I interrupted me, so I hope you heard which one I said because I said which one's my favorite. <laughs> um, no, but t- top two trails in Utah. <clears throat> this is so subjective. I'm gonna say two, and people in Utah are like, "Oh man, no, they got to do this one, this one, this one." So what I'm gonna do is say two trails that I enjoy. Um, in Utah, and then I'm going to do two trails I like in my neck of the woods. There you go. Because that's I think fair. that's fair. Yeah. Right. Because Utah's massive. It's pretty big. Yeah. I think Sarah nailed one because we just got done talking about it on our trip. Is Fairyland Trail in Bryce Canyon National Park? Oh my gosh, it's so fun. It's just joyful, and the name kind of tells it all. It really is like Fairyland. If you were a fairy, you'd live there. If you were a little gnome you'd live there i mean it's just beautiful um bryce canyon national park is gorgeous um so i i definitely would say that that's one of my favorite trails in utah personally trail number two in the state of utah gets to be a little trickier um because uh it's it's long is uh the zion traverse and the reason i picked the zion traverse is because i think you go it's 30 plus miles depending on how far you go but you go through such unique landscapes like completely different one minute you feel like you're in the jurassic park movie legit and then next minute you are in rocky canyons the next minute you're in pinions and and, in creeks so that would be two and i'm picking that as my utah because i'm saving the other two for my neck of the woods and that's still even harder so do you have another one in utah besides fairyland no, I kind of think it's like your beer. Once you hit that top five, it depends it's, on your yeah. mood. It mood um, distance. Mo- yeah. What you're looking for. I'm the- sitting here like in my head thinking of all the different places. And yeah, Fairyland is definitely up there, but I can't think of a second absolute favorite. All of them. <laughs> well, and I've done the Highline Trail through yeah. the Uintas, like 80 miles, but that's a different. Anything in the Uintas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was mine for Utah, but now I'm getting my neck of the woods. And it gets tricky because, again, as Sarah mentioned, so many go-tos and so many favorites. But I will probably put Ben Lohman on there um, just because I think the reward when you get up there is phenomenal. From which direction? Um, I would start at the Divide Mm -hmm. and maybe if you will, even there, go down towards it. Yeah. Yeah. And you get over to Willard Peak. Um, But that's that to me is, I don't know, probably one of my favorites um, in this area. And then depends on the proximity, but uh, Timpanogos, Mount Timpanogos. Yeah, I was thinking Utah for that one. That one was in my yeah, head. For I mean, that's Utah. not too far from us yeah. here in Ogden. Um, but Mount Timpanogos is phenomenal. But then you also have like Pfefferhorn. You've got Lake Blanche down there. You know, you got the Cottonwood Canyon area that has a lot of gorgeous trails. But we're not even talking about like Park City area, right. Heber City. Logan. Um, Logan has some great stuff on the Bear 100 yeah. course. So that's a tough one. I think it'd be more like if we knew where you were going in Utah. I'm like, hey, Eric, we're, you know, this said person I know is coming to this location in Utah. That would be easier. Because, like, Fairyland for us is four, four and a half hours from here, mm-hmm. right? So, it's in Utah, not something we're going to do tomorrow, right? So, that's why, that's a that's so tough. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and again, work my job where I'm the executive director of Trails Foundation, 
it's hard to pick because I feel like I'm cheating on so many trails, <laughs> you know, because you got icebox. It's super fun at certain times that loop up there where we got married on the bridge up there. Um, some snow basin trails are great. Um, Lewis Peak doesn't have great. It's not like great trails, but they're fun. If from Windsurfer, wind it's surfer. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a there's. I mean, you hear about Malins. No matter where you go, that's kind of the Malins is awesome. That's kind of the the stickler here yeah. in the area. Uh, but Missy, that's a great question. And I, I would I'd venture to say people listening from my area have named like seven or eight that I haven't even mentioned. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, because there are so many. But I wouldn't say like the rail trail <laughs> i wouldn't even say mount ogden if we're being serious oh I that one beats either. me up that, that's, a tough, that's one. a tough one but uh, you know snow yeah. basin side's pretty fun so anyway i hope that helps answer questions are you am i missing any like even if you had to give her a couple more that aren't top two what are a couple it's of your favorite I, I agree with you but probably been Loman around here and then i actually prefer i love sardine sardine is sardine like a loop. go-to for me yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a good one too yeah. um you get up in there so Anyway, those are the four Ask Trail Manners questions. So thanks for sending those over. Really appreciate it. Love love the people. And i got some reviews coming in lately of the podcast, so I appreciate that. Those are always fun to read, uh, especially um, when they're nice um, like they have been. So thank you so much on that. Um, we do have some good shows coming up for you. Um, we have one that we'll talk about uh, later on um, coming up uh, about some events and different things like that. But, again, thank you so much for the Ask Trail Manners stuff. Sarah, thanks for joining me again number one on a vacation number two we're in our place so i'm glad you're here with me yeah that's helpful yeah this is my third podcast with you you finally invited me on and now you're stuck it's like you said yes (laughs) um so yeah thanks again um again don't forget trail matters merchandise we have some brand new hats there's gonna be links in the notes for there we got a donate button there's also discounts for path projects which has a brand new line of stuff coming out here in the next week or two so keep your eyes peeled there they got some great stuff gnarly nutrition discount squirrels nut butter discounts so little things there for you um and again if you have time itunes facebook leave some reviews topics more ask trail manners questions don't forget we have our trail manners flags that you can take with you on vacation some woody footies uh, to get some good stuff out of that but as always thanks for listening to the trail manners podcast this is episode number 331 it's a runcation episode my name's eric manning and we are out thank you for listening to the trail manners podcast i'd like to thank my beautiful wife sarah manning for joining me today and a special thanks to mr Matt Ozanek for being the best tour guide money can't buy. I also want to encourage everyone to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There you can click the donate button or check out our store page for some cool Trail Manners gear and both donations and purchases sure help the show. You can always hit us up on the contact page or email me at manners at trailmanners.com. Let me know what you'd like to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. And don't forget to share us with your friends. And if you could take just a minute to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or review on iTunes or Facebook, I'd greatly appreciate that. Don't worry, though. We have all the links in the show notes. Until next time, this is Eric Manning still reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.